Hello, and thank you for tuning into Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, Mum to Amandine, now a toddler, and our new addition, Elwood, born this May. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, toddler, and now as a mum of two, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation. If you have listened from the very beginning of Mum Talk, you will know it was love at first sight when I met the products created by the midwives at My Expert Midwife. When pregnant with Amandine and Elwood, not a day went by where I didn't use my favourite product, Fantastic Skin Elastic. I feel incredibly honoured to be working with My Expert Midwife, a brand that has truly supported me physically through both of my pregnancies. Recovery after childbirth can be challenging, both emotionally and physically. My Expert Midwife have created a recovery duo designed to soothe bruising, swelling and soreness of the perineum after birth. This includes Spritz for Bits, which provides instant relief to the perineum. You will have heard me raving about this after my first pregnancy, plus the new Soak for Bits, a must-have to add to those first few baths after your baby is born to aid recovery and soothe aching muscles. I could go on and on and rave about every single product I have tried. I know how important it is to have confidence and trust that what you are putting on your skin is 100% safe for pregnancy and baby. For me, using My Expert Midwife products gave me that trust and confidence. My Expert Midwife not only develop incredible products, they provide midwife expertise for pregnancy, birth and becoming a new mum. To find out more on how to prepare and recover from childbirth, visit My Expert Midwife at www.myexpertmidwife.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk, Series 10, Episode 3. And I am, for the last time, coming to you from France. So I'm stealing a few minutes to record this podcast. It is 7.30 in the morning and Elwood is still sleeping. Amandine is downstairs with Hendrik and... This is the only time that I thought, you know what, I can do this, I can do this. It is so tricky to do anything but look after the kids. (laughs) It's crazy. I didn't really foresee this. And I have to say, even on holiday, it really is true that you're literally doing the same stuff, just in a different location. And we have the luxury of being with family. But I have to say, no one is helping, um, which is fine. We just crack on with it, but I think there's definitely the uh, realities of being away when you're looking forward to something so much and envisaging all of this help and then actually the reality is completely not it. Um, So that's something that both Hendrik and I actually have been getting used to this trip away. But anyway, we've been having a lovely time. Thank you so much for all of your questions and all of your well wishes about having a lovely time away. We took Amandine horse riding for the first time. If you follow on Instagram, you will have seen. She absolutely loved it. We basically just went along with the intention of, you know, if she wants to go, she goes. If she doesn't, she doesn't. And we said that to her, you know, you don't have to get on, just go see the horses and... 
you don't have to get on if you don't want to. And she did, she just, it wasn't even a question not getting on. And we did this cute little trip around um, a little walking path that I think they do a lot with this, with uh, this kind of thing. And she loved it, absolutely loved it. So we're going to try and go back again before um, we leave, but it is really, really hot. So we haven't been able to go because it's at the minute, because there's no shade and it is boiling as I think it is for all of you guys in the UK, if you're listening in the UK, huge heat waves. I hope you're getting on okay with nighttime sleeping and protecting babies in the and kids in the sun. It's so tricky, so, so tricky. I don't know about you, but the sun cream fight is <laughs> just ridiculous with Amaldine. I saw this brilliant hack, though. Uh, I don't know where I saw it, actually, probably somewhere on Instagram in my inane scrolling of using an old makeup brush, like a makeup sponge brush to apply the sunscreen. Apparently it applies it really, really well and gets um, good coverage. I obviously forgot to buy one before we left. And when we went to the supermarket out here, it was heaving, so it just wasn't something I could pick up. But I would highly recommend using that hack because it looked so much easier. I'll give it a try and I'll let you guys know what I think. And then we went to the zoo yesterday. Um, this was, this was interesting. I definitely arrived thinking, what the hell are we doing here? But it was not my idea. It was Hendrik's idea. He had said to Amandine that we would go to the zoo. They have quite a, they have a brilliant, quite famous zoo near La Rochelle out here. So we decided to go. Amandine was really excited to go. Anyway, when we arrived, it was really busy um we were obviously all wearing masks and things but they don't have whereas we have in England limits on how many people can go to something they don't have that in France it doesn't seem uh for outdoor spaces such as zoos so it was really really busy and obviously when we arrived it was about an hour and 10 minutes journey Elwood needed feeding he needed a nappy change he needed cuddles because he'd been in his car seat and Amandine obviously just wanted to go and see the animals, as did Hendrik. So it was quite difficult. And Hendrik and I had a bit of a mini, not argument, but just I, I kind of blurted out in my frustration. Oh, don't you realise you have two children? You can't always be thinking of Amandine. You have to think of Elwood sometimes. Um because it just frustrated me that we arrived and I was the only one thinking, right, I need to find somewhere to sit, to feed, needs to be in the shade because it was roasting and it was heaving with people. Anyway, so in the end, I just said to Hendrik, just go on with Amandine, go and see stuff. I will go and feed. I will change Elwood. I will do what needs to be done for Elwood. You focus on Amandine, which is what I should have just said without the angst. I should have just said that and then without having a go and it being stressful. But I am very much learning as well how to, how to you know, deal with two kids, I guess. Um, and I really struggle with, or I have been really struggling with jealousy, I think, and guilt around, well, definitely guilt, but jealousy also about Hendrik being with Amandine all of the time and me being with Elwood all of the time. And I know that that's the only way it can really be because, you know, I'm exclusively breastfeeding. We haven't, I haven't expressed anything. I'm at the minute not thinking about a bottle for Elwood, but maybe I have to, if I want to 
go and do things just with Amandine and have, you know, mummy and Amandine mornings or something like that, even if my mum looks after Elwood and it's not Hendrick, just having that time with Amandine, it might be something I need to think about. But I definitely am taking it out on Hendrick and I feel really, really bad and I only realise once I've done it, but it's adding to Hendrick's stress, which isn't fair because he's doing so much for Amandine. As I always say on this podcast, he really is doing so much for Amandine. He's literally doing everything. Um, and I am focused solely on Elwood. But I I just struggle. I just really struggle um, with it because we're at the beach Amandine wants to go swimming. We really, we arrive at the beach. I don't have any shade, and I forgot to take the parasol. Well, I didn't. I didn't forget to take the parasol. I just didn't take the parasol because, I don't know. In my head, Hendrik kicks off when I take the parasol. But we need the parasol for shade. So I go back. I get the parasol. I sit on the beach with Elwood. They're happily playing in the water. I'm desperate to go swimming, but I can't leave Elwood. Then Hendrik doesn't realise I've come back to the beach, so he goes back home with Amandine. I'm meanwhile shouting at Hendrik, going, I'm here, I'm here, he can't see me, no one has their phones. So then I have to pack up at the beach, go back to the house, I'm fuming, obviously, because I didn't get to go swimming. Oh god, it's all a mess. <laughs> it's all an absolute mess. So it's really, really stressful and difficult. I try and be really organised, but... I just get really cross. If it was me, I would look around and search for Hendrik on the beach, making sure he's not there, just in case he wants to go for a swim. But he just doesn't think in the same way that I think. Anyway, back to the zoo. It was once I had then caught up with Hendrik. It was tricky because to get Edward to go to sleep in the buggy, you have to walk with him constantly. No stopping and starting. But obviously looking at all of the animals, there's tons of stopping and starting. So that didn't really work either. So he was kind of fussing. There were loads of mosquitoes around. So um, I had the cover over Elwood, which he wasn't too happy about. Then I eventually put him in the Ergo Baby. And I'm sharing this with you just because I think so many of us go out and see... Well, first of all, we see everyone making it look really easy when everyone's out and about. And then there's so many of us that go out and it all goes to shit. <laughs> and... I want to share it with you because I never for one minute want you to think that um, I'm making it look easy because you see snippets, but that really is it. It is snippets. It's um, This has been far from a stress-free holiday. And one of my friends said that Instagram was making it look idyllic. It is not. I just, when we're having these stressful moments, I don't have my phone out. <laughs> and I know some people really get cross about not sharing the full story on Instagram, but I do try as much as I can and I'm not purposefully not sharing it. I just uh, don't have my phone raring to go to capture the shitty moments, but there have been plenty, I promise you. Um, but the zoo, we once we kind of eventually got round to the big animals, it was a bit easier because they had huge areas and space. So... Excuse me, I am tired. So you could walk around the elephants and walk around the um, chimpanzees and the gorillas and walk around the zebras and um, gazelles and rhinos. And you could watch them whilst walking because their paddocks and their areas were so ginormous. I have to say I don't like zoos. <laughs> I have a real, I, I have a real dislike to them. 
However, I do understand that with kids it's incredibly educational because we're not going to any of these countries that obviously naturally have these beautiful, beautiful animals. Um, and this zoo, the animals looked super healthy. They had huge enclosures. Um, but yeah, it is also really sad. It is really, really sad not to see these animals in their natural habitat. But I also understand that some of these animals can't be in their natural habitat. So it's it's a really difficult one, isn't it, with zoos? Because I want to educate Amandine. I want to show Amandine she's desperate to see all of these animals in real life that she has in all of her books. However, it's very sad at the same time that they're not in the natural habitat. We spent two and a half hours at the zoo, which was plenty. Some people obviously spend all day. Um, we fed the giraffes popcorn. That was amazing. I've never heard of that being done anywhere else, but that was really, really cool. Um, Amandine loved, loved it. Giraffes are ginormous, but they have this huge viewing platform that is at head height of the giraffes and you buy popcorn when you enter the zoo and you can feed them popcorn, um, at the end or at the beginning whenever you want to. So that was definitely a highlight. And then we drove back, we actually stopped for a cheeky McDonald's on the way back because by this time we'd given Amandine lots of snacks and then, um, the, the, I know you think, oh my goodness, we're in France and there must be loads of lovely sandwich, boulangeries, places to get a lovely sandwich but there really wasn't and we were desperate to give Amandine something to eat and we drove past, or we know about this McDonald's because it's on our route to uh, Bordeaux when we fly all the time. And um, we just knew that in the back of the McDonald's there were tables with parasols, there'd be a breeze, it would be easy to get something to eat, we could sit, we wouldn't have to eat in the car because um, it was just too hot to eat in the car. So that's where we went. And you know what, sometimes it's just easier, isn't it, to go somewhere that you know there's something that she'll eat um, we got her some chicken nuggets and that's just what we had and actually in reality she barely ate because it was so hot um, and then we got in the car and we were very much hoping that Amandine would sleep um, on the way back but she didn't Elwood did thank goodness but Amandine didn't when we got home Hendrick's room was the coolest room downstairs we're all sleeping in different rooms because <laughs> A it's too hot and B Elwood's in with me um so Amandine slept downstairs in Hendrick's room because it was the coolest room. And uh, then we went on with our day. We went back and had another swimming disaster at the beach. <laughs> oh my God, it was it was just one thing after the other. Hendrick decided he wanted to put us on wet sand and I decided I wanted to go on dry sand. But, but quite rightly, Hendrick said that the, the wet sand would be cooler to sit on because the breeze would hit the wet sand and then you know, hit back at us, and it was cooler, but on wet sand, there's tons of sand flies, which I just find the most annoying flies, and also, we were a little bit more exposed to the wind, so the wind caught my umbrella, which is now broken, by the way, Hendrik managed to snap my umbrella in two at the hinge, so that's highly frustrating, um, I am very much hoping that there's a replacement part for that, because I'm heartbroken, and... Then the umbrella proceeded to fly away, which was awful, because it's a big umbrella, <laughs> leaving me exposed, breastfeeding Elwood at the time, so there was nothing I could do about it. This lovely lady, who spoke 
who was French, um, came over and she was like, in, in French, she said, I'll put it down, yes? And in my very English, shocked, slightly pissed off because the umbrella blew away moment, I was like, no, don't. And in French, she said, don't put it down. Uh, you know, I'm breastfeeding my baby, I need shelter. And that'll just make it a lot harder. So I kind of grabbed it from her and then shoved it under my bum, continued to breastfeed. But, oh, God, it was just a nightmare. And I can understand pretty much everything in French. But I'm not good at speaking that kind of French. I can go and ask for a hotel room or bread or sit down at a restaurant or a cafe. But conversational French I really, really struggle with, especially things like, give me back my umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for helping I really appreciate it all that kind of stuff I really struggle with so that's definitely taught me I need to um up my game and yes Amandine is better at me than French now 100% she is she knows more she can speak more her conversational French is so much better she is amazing at French um so yes I'm amazed so there you go. There is a overview of our not so successful holiday. Um, but I mean, or being home to see Hendrik's parents, I wouldn't really class this as a holiday, to be honest, because Hendrik is doing so much more than he would normally do at home. And I think that is just, you know, he's been so looking forward to this trip, seeing his parents. But then there's also the reality of being here is completely different. You know, we're doing all of the cooking, we're doing all of the cleaning, we are doing everything we would be doing at home and more. Uh, We want to really make sure that Amandine, make the most of Amandine's time here, so trying to, you know, cycle ride, go to the manège, which is a carousel, which she loves, eat lots of pan au chocolat, go to the beach, go to ice cream, get ice cream, go for little mini walks... Um, I was very much hoping that we'd be able to go on a family bike ride and um, Hendrik's mum would look after Elwood, but that's not going to happen, which is real shame. Go to the lighthouse, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we're just not able to do a lot of the things that we kind of wanted to do. Um, And Hendrik's dad is okay, but he is... But I think better than what Hendrik was expecting, actually, um, which is good. But Hendrik's stress levels haven't be, haven't reduced, unfortunately. Um, and it's tricky because we're at the point with Amandine where, well, and Elwood, where both of them always need something. And I know that's very normal with children, but we're at the stage with Amandine, which is why, 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 why? Um, and the reason I'm harping on about this is because loads of you have asked me, by the way, to talk about uh, Amandine and what's been going on with the Elwood Amandine and, you know, just how she's reacting to all of this and if we're seeing any changes. And the one major change, and I don't know if this is whether it's Elwood arriving or whether it's just developmentally, I think it's probably developmentally, is we're at the why, why, why stage. So everything is why, why, why. And it's really, really important, or we feel it's important, to answer all of her questions as much as we possibly can. But it does take focus, and when Elwood is crying or Elwood needs something, she's asking why, 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 it can get really tricky. (laughs) And it can especially get really tricky to not lose it. Hendrik's much better at this than me, but I very much have learned that I have to say normally to Amandine, because 
I have to stop Elwood from crying for my sanity. I have to say, Amaldine, please give me a moment, give me a minute to just settle Elwood and then I promise you I will answer your questions. And I hate doing that, but I, I have to because Elwood crying, I can't focus when he is crying. So it's all a huge juggle, isn't it? A huge, huge juggle. And I'm definitely getting used to just not, getting used to not being able to do anything for me, I suppose. Um, you know, swimming is the classic one. I, I mentioned it at the beginning. I just can't, it, that's taking me time to realise, you know, everything is not only a juggle, but there's just no time for me. Even the time for me to record this podcast, it's a scratch to get that time. Um, there's just no, there's just not enough hours in the day. And at home, you know, I get up early, but here... I don't get up as early. It's not as light as early, so I don't find it as easy. Elwood isn't as settled in the mornings as... I was getting into a routine at home where I'd wake up, give him his feed at five, and then we would... um, I would then continue to get up, and I would have an hour or two by myself before Elwood then needed something else, or Amandine got up and needed something. So I will get back into that at home, but I haven't been doing that here. Maybe I should be, but there's always that worry that Elwood will wake up, and... Um, then it's on Hendrik to look after him, which he's not really bonding with Hendrik as much um, as Amandine did in the early days. I'm pretty sure that's just because Hendrik isn't around as much with Elwood, essentially. But he cries every time Hendrik takes him, uh, which, again, just then puts it all on me, which is totally fine, but it would be nice if, if we could get to the point where Hendrik could hold Elwood without him crying literally straight away. Anyhow, let's move on to sleep because I am, and I know, sorry, I will just backtrack a second. I know a lot of that sounds like it's whinging, but I'm not whinging, I promise you. I adore Elwood. I adore having two children. I wouldn't change it for the world. I really wouldn't. But it is difficult and this is mum talk and you guys know that I'm loving it um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. So I just feel like I also want to focus on how tricky it is because I, again, never want anyone to feel like this is easy because it's not. And I don't think anyone particularly feels like it's easy when you have one, two, three babies. Um, And I never want anyone to feel alone. And, you know, that's why I started Mum Talk, essentially. So... We are all in this together, and that is why I share. You may remember Leslie Gilchrist, CEO and Clinical Director of My Expert Midwife, joining me on the podcast in Series 9. Leslie shared an incredible amount of knowledge. The midwives at My Expert Midwife have created some easy checklists and guides to help you through your pregnancy and birth journey. From perineal massage, pain relief, to preparing your hospital bag and prioritising your recovery. They have a fantastic expert advice section on www.myexpertmidwife.com. Do go and have a look. They will most likely answer a lot of those pressing questions that you need expertly covered. We are now so incredibly lucky to have direct access to the wonderful team at My Expert Midwife. This year, they launched antenatal classes, which are 100% midwife-led. 
If you are pregnant and planning for birth, whether you're a first-time mum or having your second or third baby, these are for you. They are evidence-based, preparing you and your partner for the realities of childbirth, replacing the anxiety of the unknown with the excitement and anticipation, helping you to enjoy the journey. Visit www.myexpertmidwife.com to learn more. Okie dokie, let's do your questions. Um, Lots on sleep. El, what I have to say is sleeping like a champion. Last night, for the second time, he slept from 10.30 until 6.20. Now, it kind of seems that every two days he will, or sorry, for two days in a row, he'll wake up at exactly the same time and then something will change and then we'll have another two days that are exactly the same. So the two days before this, he was waking up at 4.30, 5 o'clock for his feed and then the last two days, um, last night and the night before, he woke up at 6.20, like literally bang on the dot, 6.20 both mornings. I cannot complain about his sleep. I literally cannot complain. I am pretty sure he is sleeping so well because he is drinking so much through the day because it's so hot. I don't know if anyone in the UK is feeling this with the heat wave as well, but I mean, literally, Elwood, I would say, is feeding every hour to hour and a half rather than every two hours. Um, and they're long feeds, they're big feeds, because I'm so conscious about him getting hot. It is so hot out here, as I'm as it is over there with you guys. Um, he is getting so hot and clammy. By lunchtime, he's only in a nappy. But again, I sometimes think that maybe that's worse because there's no, there's nothing to kind of absorb his clamminess. I don't know. But yeah, he is getting really clammy and hot and sweaty. Um, and he does love to be baby, <laughs> does love baby wearing still. So I do try and wear something really, really cool and then um, put him on me and try and stay in the shade or in a breeze. But when we then go for a walk or something, I cover him, I put his sun hat on and then cover his body with a really thin muslin and Etta loves muslin. They are great. They're super, super thin. But I'm also really conscious that, you know, that's not UPF, is that the word? Um, And there's no form of SPF in there. so I really try and limit the time in the sun at any time of day, in all honesty. Um, so yeah, the heat is tricky. Yesterday I found us in our bedroom, in the in the cool, with the fan on, the doors, the, the shutters closed so it was dark, underneath the mosquito net, because that's also something Elwood in the day finds it really tricky to sleep, because it's so hot. Yesterday, I know we were out and about, but he probably stepped about 20 minutes over the course of five hours, and then he fell asleep a little bit on my boob, which wasn't ideal, obviously, with a toddler wanting to do things. Um, So yes, tricky. But sleep, on the other hand, has been brilliant. Amandine's sleeping, um, she's also been great. She's woken up a few times in the night occasionally on a couple of nights. But other than that, she has been sleeping really well. Her room has been about 27 degrees. So she's just been in a t-shirt with a sheet if she wants to pull it over and a fan and her window open, but shutters closed. I have a fan in the room with Elwood, obviously not directly pointed at me or the baby, just to be doubly sure he doesn't get too cold. And he is literally just sleeping in the 0.5 TOG swaddle from Perflow, which I have spoken about before on the podcast and also spoken about before on 
Instagram, but they are absolutely fantastic. Knowing something that is 0.5 tog is great. The Love to Dream swaddles are one tog. Even though they feel really thin, they don't have these brilliant mesh panels that the Perflow ones have. Um, and I think that's what makes them 0.5 tog and also great. So yeah, he's just been in, in a nappy and the swaddle and uh, next to me on the bed, but far away enough from me that I am no danger to him. And I'm sleeping with a sheet. Um, and my pyjamas. Mosquitoes are another thing that we've been dealing with. Ugh. Ugh, they're horrible. My legs are covered in mosquito bites, even though I cover myself in mosquito repellent. It's really tricky, isn't it, with kids and mosquito repellent? You can't use it on when on them when they're under six months, so that's another reason for covering Elwood with a muslin all the time because of the mosquitoes. But they're horrible little blighters. Um, and they're inside in the evenings, they're outside in the evenings, there's no escaping them unless I go underneath my mozzie net, essentially. But, touch wood, Elwood hasn't once had a bite, and neither has Amandine. We're under the mosquito net, so I wouldn't expect to, but um, Amandine, we do put mosquito repellent on her. We have one that is children-specific, it's a French one, so there's very little point in me sharing it with you. Um, and actually, I don't even have it upstairs with me. But it seems to be great, and in all honesty, we showered off her, and she's you know it comes off when she's swimming, so I'm not too worried about it. And it's such a limited amount of time that we're using it; it's not continual throughout her entire life. It's literally just whilst we're away. And I think mosquito bites, her scratching them, would bother her even more than the mosquitoes. I did going back to heat. I did. Um, there's a great hack that you can do. The freezer isn't big enough to do it here, but you can ice a bottle of water and put a bottle of water that's frozen in front of a fan. And that really, really helps. We do do that at home. Um, and uh, it works really well. Lots of you asking about Hendrik's work. Thank you so much. That's really sweet that you are asking about his work. He is back to work in August, so he is going back to work when we get back, which is brilliant news. Um, he's super, super happy to have that. I, I'm excited for it too. I'm excited to see how I deal with having two by myself. I feel incredibly lucky to have had Hendrik around, um, you know, for literally eight weeks of Elwood's life. I know that's not normal at all, and I feel incredibly grateful to have had him around. It's definitely given me a lot more time to get used to the fact that I'm going to have two by myself. I'm really looking forward to it. As you guys know, I'm not a huge fan of co-parenting this much, and it'll be great, Hendrik, going back to work. It's not quite how we imagined. He had got um, Exeter, and then they revoked that because of COVID. So he is now going to be commuting to Bristol, um, which, as you can guess, through the summer is uh, really quite shitty. But most of his flights, I think, are super earlies or quite late. Um, so that should be fine. It shouldn't be too bad. But yes, he is going back to work in August. Woohoo! So another travel-related question. Uh, will the latest COVID restrictions about the UK arrivals from France affect your plans? No. Um, we always knew we would have to... Uh, what's the word? Quarantine, isolate for 10 days when we got home. We have both actually booked the test release, uh, which is you can take a test five days after um, you've been back. 
and we get our results not the same day but by 9am the following day. So essentially we'll be at home for five days and then so long as everything is fine we can get out and about. Um, Hendrik has had to do it for work so he can get back to work on time and he just said he doesn't understand why I'm not doing it. Oh, I now have a little nuzzling Elwood feeding. He just woke up. Um, so, yes, we are doing the test release. Uh, Hendrik and I both aren't vaccinated for our own reasons. Um, so we knew that that's what we would have to do anyway. So, no, that doesn't change. But we have had a few French friends who were pretty gutted when they said that if you were vaccinated you still had to quarantine. Um, we have a lot of friends who have family out here um, and that's really difficult because you know they they booked to come out to see their families finally and now their trips have been cut short, super super short, um, so they can then quarantine for 10 days before going home, uh, before going back to work to make sure they can fit it in with their work schedule. So it's really sad, but I understand why they're doing it. You know, it's a different variant out here. Um, and, you know, we've all got to do what we can to keep um, everybody safe. But, yeah, it is, uh, I guess it's one of the risks of booking travel at the moment and booking to go out and see family. It's um, it's uh, always, it can always change last minute, can't it? Um, but we are, we're, we're, booked to come back here late September, October, but whether that will actually happen, who knows. Um, that whilst we've been out here, that's been one of the stresses. There's been threatened, it's been threatened that France will go on the red list. So before they decided, it was either France going on the red list or them doing this vaccinating, uh, but still having to quarantine if you've been vaccinated thing because of the different variant out here. Um, so we did... At one point, we were, had a list of all of our options of how we could get home really quickly because obviously we can't, we can't be stuck in a hotel room for ten days, and we definitely can't afford to pay one thousand seven hundred and fifty pounds to be stuck in a hotel room for ten days. Um, so we were desperately trying how to figure out how we could possibly get home, because uh, it does. No matter how you look at it, it's forty eight hours essentially. Um, really, because the ferries are all in the mornings, you've got to go the day before, uh, so yeah, tricky, <laughs> tricky one, so that was stressful, that was definitely stressful, that we were panicking that it was going to be on the red list. Okay, what else? Um, has Amandine had any regressions, odd behaviours since Elwood arrived? No, I really don't think so, other than this why, why, why thing, but I think that's actually, uh, a stage um, in her progression, her development. Um, potty training, I thought, might do it, but actually, no, that's the same. She is still doing all of her wheeze on the potty. She's actually progressed to the big girl loo as well, so she will go, if her potty isn't around, she will go on the big girl loo as well. Um, are you trying to do a poozy, Elwood? You look like you are, darling. <laughs> um... So that's brilliant because I'd love to be without the potty sooner or later um, and makes it so much easier when she goes on the big girl loo. But other than that, no, I wouldn't say so. And actually she's handling me not being around incredibly well. But I think that's because, you know, she's got Hendrik literally on hand all the time. I would definitely say he's wrapped around her little finger for sure. 
Any hot weather baby toddler tips? Hope you're enjoying France. Thank you. Um, hot weather tips. I probably shared all the ones that I have, to be honest. Um, the one thing I couldn't have been without, actually, in the sense of buying something, if you need it, is the Snooze Baby uh, sunshade thing. It's absolutely brilliant. We have an old Jules pram out here and the sun canopy is just, it's just, it might as well not be on the pram. It's absolutely rubbish when it's in a bassinet. So uh, I have that across the top so all of the airflow can go underneath. But if I didn't have that, there is no way that we would be able to go out for our strolls because the sun is just always directly on Elwood if I don't have that on. Um, on some part of his body and I'm not really a fan of draping a muslin over the whole body in this heat um, so yes that <laughs> I would definitely say that the ice bottle in front of the air conditioning thing making sure you keep all of your windows closed in the day and um, curtains down to keep the cool air in fans um, little pools of water one of my friends had a great idea um, buckets just buy a bucket and fill it with cool water so toddlers can just if you don't have a, a blow up pool or something like that or you can't get to the beach or whatever um just buckets of water big buckets of water that they can stand in or splash around splash around in and play in and same with like little ones if you don't have a baby bath that you can take outside just buckets <laughs> buckets buckets and then just be inside or under umbrellas um i know it sucks doesn't it uh being inside when it's so lovely outside but yes essentially spending a bit more in time inside um newborn sleep routine yeah we don't really have a huge routine i'm desperately trying to get him to go down around seven o'clock ish that would be really lovely um so they're both asleep so i have another couple of hours but that's not quite working as i had hoped at the moment um oh i think i'm about to get another visitor from amandine Oh, she wanted to see Elwood. She was like, where's Elwood? Where's the baby? Uh, yeah, so I'd like him to go down at seven, but it's not working for me. So currently he is still with me until um, I go to bed, really. Um, and then we do the last feed. He's sleeping, but just with me. He doesn't want to be left. And then in the day, it's literally just napping whenever he naps. Um, again, I'm finding it really hard with a toddler. But to be honest, Amandine was so routine-led. And Elwood doesn't seem to be that routine-led. So I'm just winging it. Totally winging it. Um, but if you want to listen in on routine -y type stuff, go back to the beginning podcast when Amandine was born. Because um, she loved a routine. And we got a routine in the day going quite quickly, I think, quite early on. Um, but yeah, tricky with a toddler when you want to be out and about. Because it's just constantly going from car seat to ergo baby to buggy all those kinds of things <laughs> it's, it's tricky isn't it um how to entertain an almost two-year-old on your own when your husband's isolating for 10 days oh my goodness okay i'm sorry that your husband is isolating firstly that sucks um but yeah that's really tricky isn't it um lots of outside time um well god i don't have the answer for you we haven't had to do it yet Hopefully I'll have the answer for you when we've done it next week. <laughs> then I'll have lots of ideas. But arts and crafts, um, oh. bike riding in the garden oh. or out. If your husband's isolating, can you still go out? I don't really know. I'm not really up on that kind of thing. But if you can still go out, then 
lots of walks and bike rides and um, otherwise arts and craftsy stuff at home. Baking, baking, gotta love baking sessions. Uh, probably a bit more screen time. <laughs> We've definitely done lots of screen time recently with all the travel. Uh, but I will come back to you on that because I'm soon going to learn for myself, aren't I? I am soon going to learn for myself. How to cope with the three natures and help. Yeah, I definitely can't answer that. I have no idea. I want to speak to a, uh, get a, um, behavioral, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what they're called, but because I think it'd be really interesting to talk about um, the progressions that they go through at this age, because this age, it can be really tricky, can't it? So uh, I will try and get somebody on to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I don't have the answers for you either with that. I have no idea. I mean, what we try to do with Amaldine is just be really re reason with her a lot, and we try and explain to her, really take the time to explain to her why she can't do something, or why it's not safe or, you know, we, we really n never say no without giving an explanation as to why. And that seems to really, really help. And then also preparing them for things, I think is key at this age, you know, bedtime, prepare them that they're going to bed ten, ten, five, ten minutes before you, you actually want them to go to bed. So you tell them what's gonna happen. We're gonna brush our teeth. Same thing with this travel. We told Amaldine, we literally laid it out for her so many times what was going to happen. And I'm sure that's why we had a complex free journey. Um, just really trying to prepare them for what's going to happen. Uh, and then they don't kick off as much, I think. How to keep sane... How to keep sane and your shit together whilst doing it all. Deep breaths. Try, if you possibly can, to get some time for you. Ask for help as much as you possibly can from people around you. Uh, I haven't had to do it all yet. But deep breaths. I can see waking up early and having that hour or two of me time is going to be key. Um, explaining to your toddler that you can't, that you know... You can't do it all and you are doing as much as you possibly can and you'll be with them as much as you can. One of my friends said try and just spend 10 minutes focus time with your toddler a day um, if you possibly can. And I think that that's totally true. I think that that helps a lot. And that's it on all your questions. I think I covered the others in within the podcast um, at the beginning, oh, one one brilliant topic uh, suggestion was the benefits of baby wearing, and that is from I'm not sure if you have heard of him, but he runs Carry Fit, uh, which is a, a baby wearing fitness company, and um, they're brilliant. I actually don't do their workouts, but he's going to come on and chat all things uh, baby wearing and workouts and stuff. So we will cover that. Um, but you guys know. Baby wearing is just awesome. Um, I love it. Although, I don't know how long I'll be doing it with Elwood because he's so damn heavy. So damn heavy, aren't you? Um, thank you so much for listening. I am going to leave it there. I really appreciate you being here. 
Um, if you have a moment, please do leave a review. I know some of you were trying to leave a review last week and it wasn't working. So if that was you, please do try again. See if it works this time. Maybe the platform is just having an issue. But it does help others to find the podcast um, and be supported by our community. And hopefully things that I say are useful to you all. Huge thank you to our series sponsors, My Expert Midwife. Make sure you check them out. They are just brilliant. Lots and lots and lots of love. I will be back next week. As always, I'll leave a question box on Instagram for all of your questions. Lots and lots of love. Have a great week and enjoy the rest of the heat wave. Bye. Even the second time round, I didn't really know what to pack in my hospital bag. I knew what not to pack, but there is always a worry that you will have forgotten something you yearn after in labour. Luckily for us, the midwives at My Expert Midwife have curated a hospital bag set with all their essentials, including the brilliant Spritz for Bits, which I can personally recommend. It certainly saved my delicate parts post-birth. Soak for Bits, No Harm, Nipple Balm, Spritz for Labour and Labour Rollable, designed to help calm and focus. As our little gift to you, My Expert Midwife have kindly given me an exclusive code to share with you for 10% discount across all products. Head to www.myexpertmidwife.com and use MUMTALK10 at checkout and get that hospital bag packed. Don't forget to get your birth partner to pack it for you so they know where everything is. I made that error first time round.